0: If you have your Bible, and I hope you do, join me in James chapter 1. We're going to look at the first eight verses of James, and this morning we're talking about surrender. On the screen behind me it says surrendering all. On, on my sheets I wrote down, I surrender all. Uh, ha- however you want to think about it, we're going we're gonna to talk about surrender this morning. And there's going, to be, there's going to be some similarities and some stuff that we've talked about before. But with the word surrender, I hope what you gather as we finish up today is that we're, we're going just a little bit deeper in what we're talking about when it comes to our call and our relationship with Christ. I want, I, I want us to go one step deeper with our thoughts and with what we're talking about, and I hope with our lives. I, I hope for you, you gather from this that it's, it's who we're called to be. And James chapter 1, I'll even tell you that as, as we were working on some things yesterday, um, our graphic design department contacted me because they were like, wait a minute, you told us you're talking about surrender, but you're in James chapter 1 and and th- that doesn't line up how are we how are you going to use that to talk about surrender and i just i i expressed to the graphic design department just just trust me on this just make a make some art and and we'll, you'll you'll get it when we get to the end so let's let's go to the text i want to read the text first instead of Coming back to it later, let's read it first, and then we'll, we'll talk about it, and then expand a little bit. So James chapter 1, starting in verse 1, and I'm reading this morning from uh, the New Living Translation. It says, This letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing to the twelve tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. Greetings. Greetings. Dear brothers and sisters when troubles of any kind come your way consider and consider it an opportunity for great joy Surrender right who do we have to surrender those things to to God? Continuing on for you know that when your faith is tested your endurance has a chance to grow and then I love this verse so let it grow For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Again, surrender, letting go of control. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Surrender. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything that they do. So do you kind of... Already start to see the connection of what? Just briefly what we've talked about already with that idea of surrender there can't be Two sides there can't be God in the world there There can't be is the line in that movie sweet home Alabama when he tells his daughter you can't ride two horses with one rear end there, there's got to be, and if you remember that movie, he says something else. But there, there's got to be a surrender, a letting go of control. There's, there's got to be this release. And we can't be, he, just one of the things that, that James talks about, we can't waver, we can't divide our loyalty, we can't be on both sides of the fence between the world and between God because when that is who we are, in Christ we are unstable. There's, there is no stability in that life for us when we're, when we're trying to live in the world and please the world and do the things that the world's asking us and wanting us to do and then at the same time trying to live as God has called us to live. Those two don't balance and those two won't work out in the, in the same arena. They just won't we have to be surrendered and and truly what it comes down for us the choice is we're going to surrender to one or the other we can't give half of ourselves to each one or three quarters and a quarter it takes all of us and God is calling for all of us surrendered to him so that he can do the things in our lives that he needs to do and that he wants to do and let's let's take some specific look here at what James is unwrapping for us because it's it's important so that we really understand what he's writing about and what we're talking about. This book, James, is written by Jesus' half-brother. This isn't James the Apostle. This is James, Jesus' brother. And if you don't know, something that's so very important to understand, James did not believe. You can go back to John chapter 7 and see that James and his brothers, they didn't believe in who Jesus was. They didn't buy it. They said No. But then if you keep going in the New Testament, you get to 1st Corinthians chapter 15 and you see where James has understood and has now believed and put his faith in Jesus Christ and becomes a great messenger for Jesus. And this is written I, I like the history stuff. It's written somewhere around 49 A.D. It was written a long time ago, and historians tell us that this was one of the earliest letters that was written and circulated. Um, and it's written, as James talks about in verse one, it's written to the scattered Jews. There was persecution in, in Palestine and in Jerusalem, and they were scattered. And, and here's how, you know, we, we talk about surrender and how God works. They were scattered. So the word scattered it didn't stay right where it was God has a plan in Everything and that's another message for another day, but the message scattered with the Jews, but James is writing to them if you if you study the book He's exposing some things where their their practices have gotten them off track a little bit And He's working to teach them And remind them of what that right, surrendered Christian behavior and lifestyle is all about. That's James' goal and that's his purpose in in this writing. And one of the things that really stands out is, and he keeps reminding them of, of it through the book, talk is cheap. And these are Heath's words. But if you study it out, he's reminding them that talk is cheap and their lives must be a reflection of the gospel. Not that two-sided, split lifestyle, but a focused life on the message of the gospel. And that their life can't contradict what their mouth is saying as far as being a believer in who Jesus Christ is. And, And that the proof of their faith in Christ comes through and speaks through how they live their genuine faith through a transformed life. It's transformation. It's surrender. It's allowing God to work and to change. And, and this it's something he doesn't put this in his writing, but it's something that for me, comes out because faith is is our faith should be lived out as an action and our living faith makes a difference but what we try to do sometimes we all of us what we try to do is make this faith thing kind of like this intellectual agreement with God okay we'll 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 do this some but it, it just depends on where we are you know and it's just kind of this head thing not the not always the heart thing, the surrender of our heart and our lives that it should be. And that's what James is calling his readers to. That that faith in action, that faith that's made a difference in their lives, that's changed who they are. And again, just a quick, a quick walk back through it, verses two through four. You know, James is talking about. Trouble and he's telling us like he's telling his readers just assume that troubles coming assume that life is going to happen to you But live mature and complete in God That's what he's telling the the audience and that we don't have to and and there's two different words here And, and some of my East Texas dialect may come out and it's hard to understand But as Christians as believers, we don't have to wonder And that's with an A, like wander around aimlessly in life. And we don't have to wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R. We know God is alive and God is active and God is working. And we can go to him for the wisdom and the direction and the input that we need from him on a daily basis to live our lives according to the gospel, that transformed life according to the gospel. And then he comes down in verses 6 through 8, and and there's just so much there in in the original text in the Greek when he's talking about not wavering, the divided loyalty, being unsettled, uh, that that two-sided person um, in the Greek what he's talking about literally is a double-souled person an unstable person and again that that two sides of the fence that world versus God that that trying to decide which horse that we're going to ride a double-minded and and. And, and catch this because he it's not he's not talking about in, in in the in the original context it's not talking about being a hypocrite because we'll get hung up on that in, in if you if you don't really understand what he's talking about It's not being a hypocrite, but he's talking about being fickle and again that word wavering that that idea of well, what's the best thing today, the world or God? What, what's the best for me today? And, and we waver. We go back and forth. Um, and we're not settled and we're not content. I think content is a good word. We're, we're not content in our surrender and and there's a catch to that too because if we're not content in our surrender i would challenge you that you've never completely surrendered to god because when we surrender completely there is contentment there's satisfaction <laughs> i don't know what i just said satisfaction there's joy there's peace it's when we waver that we don't find that, what would you say, settling and peace in our soul. When we waver, everything is unstable. And it's opposite of what Matthew's talking about in Matthew chapter 6. If you remember um, in Matthew 6, down in verse, starting in verse 22, talking about the eye being the light for the body that single eye that we let the light into our lives the our healthy that healthy eye that lights lets the light in and fills us up with the light of Christ not not an eye that is unhealthy and looking at the darkness that lets darkness come in and take over. And then he says in verse 24 again, Matthew chapter six, no one can serve two masters unstable, right? Wavering. I would say unsurrendered. No one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. And there's a flip-flop to that. It depends when we're unwavering and when we're unsettled. It depends on the day of the week, which one is which in our lives. And you cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And what what Jesus is talking about in this context, not just money, but he's contrasting earthly values with heavenly values. Again, that unwavering, unsettled, unsurrendered life. And our first loyalty can't be to those things that fade away and get used up, but they should be to God alone as our master, surrendered to him, focused on him, and serving him in all that we do. In All that we do and again that satisfaction that comes and that completeness that comes from a fully surrendered life versus that unwavering unstable double-minded double-sided which day of the week fickle person is it we're challenged guys and this is hard it's hard in the world that we live in today to settle this for some of us, but we've got to settle this as believers. And you know, we—it's uh, now been, I think, almost three weeks ago, July thirty-first. Has that been three weeks now? I think so. It doesn't matter. Um, time flies. You know, we, we were we were talking about discipleship and and making disciples as we go with our lives and and this sits right on top of that because it's really hard it's really hard to make disciples if we haven't surrendered ourselves first as a disciple of Jesus Christ. How can we make someone else a disciple of Jesus if we're not committed to him? It's it's just it doesn't work. That you know, go go and make disciples. It's not one of those every other day of the week things, or or only on the odd days of the month. Our calling is for every day of our lives to be an influence. And remember, we all have that circle of influence, people around us, and we can only take people as far as they're willing to go. But we've got to give them a nudge. That was the key for us that week when we were talking about making disciples. We just, we've got to make or give people that nudge. If it is to be, it is up to me. That philosophy from Rowena Johnson, it, it applies to this as well. And, and if you remember, too, at the beginning of the year, and, and this is where we're going to get into some of those word differences that I want us to really hear and to understand at the first of the year, if you remember if you were with us Proverbs 16 3 Commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans We talked about commitment and our word as a church for this year is commit and That's still so very important that we commit our plans the course of action all of the things that we're do We're entrusting it to him and we are all All in but there's a difference There's a difference to being committed to the work and being surrendered to the Lord I heard a story and I want to share this this with you and and Al and I talked about this the other night He's he's heard this as well Adrian Rogers and, And this is where that that whole idea of commit versus surrender really can come uh come together for us, but Adrian Rogers, great Baptist pastor, uh, he, was, he was in Romania doing mission work, and this is what he had a Romanian tell him while he was there, someone that he had spent a lot of time with while he was on the, uh, the mission field, and I, I'm going to read this to you, and this is a direct quote um, from this gentleman that uh, someone else recorded Pat, uh, patrick morley is who recorded this from adrian rogers i know this is a lot of names but this happened to be in a book that as a group of men that uh, that we have read and talked about but i think this really sums things up for us on this whole idea um, the romanian speaking to mr rogers dr rogers until the 60s until the 60s You Americans talked about surrender to Christ. And catch this, because this is true. Up until the 60s, the word surrender was used. Giving up control. Turning it all over to Jesus. But then you changed it to commitment. And your relationship with Christ became something that you do. So you're able to keep control. Surrender means giving up all rights to oneself. You Americans don't like to do that, so instead you make a commitment and and kind of wrapping things up this morning that's that's what I want you to catch and that's what I want you to to take away and to understand and back to again to James t- chapter one that double-sided double-minded person we we're committed people and we are as a family we're committed to the work of Crosswalk Fullerville but as individuals as individuals our lives have to be surrendered to Christ and there's a difference. We have to give ourselves up. We have to in, in, in using definitions we have to yield ourselves to God. We have to stop catch, catch this. We have to stop resisting, stop fighting, stop hiding, and know because we do know that we're not, we are not gonna win. And we are not going to overcome, but when we give up and surrender our lives to him and relinquish our control to him so that he has control, it changes everything. It changes the game. It changes our lives, and it can change the lives of people around us. Again, that idea, not that idea, that command that we have to go and to make disciples. As this gentleman was, was telling Dr. Rogers, you know, the, that, that idea changed. And, and think about that. When we, when we talk to somebody, even now, we, we're not asking someone when we, we have the opportunity to share the gospel. We don't we don't use that word surrender your life to Christ. We we say commit. Commit your life to Christ. And, and I would I would even argue with you today that there's a there's a difference in that because commitment kind of surface surrender letting go goes deep. So, have you surrendered your life to Christ? Galatians 2.20, and we talked about this last week and a thousand times before. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh? I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Surrendered life equals means that it is Christ living in us, in control of us, us following Him, trusting Him, and giving everything of us to Him. One more quote for you, because another thing from from Morley, the book that we're reading, and, and the difference in that commit versus surrender. There is a God that we want, and there is a God who is, and they are not the same God the turning point of our lives is when we stop seeking the God that we want and we start seeking the God who is. In other words, get off the fence. Surrender your life to Christ completely. And just see, just see what happens and just see what he can do when we give Him control and quit trying to hold on and pull Him along with us, but follow Him, truly follow Him. Let's pray together. Father, I uh, I do, I pray for us today that, God, I, I pray that we are committed to the work around us, but God, I pray that all of us Each can say honestly that we are surrendered to you. Not wavering, not wondering, not trying to decide today versus tomorrow, but that we are totally surrendered to you, that everything that was who we were has been crucified and buried. And that our lives today are a reflection of Jesus Christ living in us. And God, today, if, if any of us are, are struggling with that, God, I pray that you would, you would give us, through your Holy Spirit, you would give us clarity on that today like never before. And that, God, that we could, we could say, I surrender all. And God, this is especially in, the, in life when, when we say we need you. Because God, it's so easy for us just to try to hold on. But God, we, we need you. And God, I pray we all can say that we trust you with our lives. And, God, as as we worship you, and, God, you continue to speak, God, if there's something in us that we need to change, give up, relinquish, God, that this morning our answer to you would just simply be yes. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship together.